Hello, everybody. We're big gay nerds. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, we're we are, and you know what? In spite of everything, we're still here. Uh. Yeah, this is our first recording after the election, so uh. it's the first one that isn't going to be like kind of uncomfortably, like blissfully unaware, huh. as opposed to the previous <laughs> ones. <laughs> Yeah. Back when everything seemed like it would be okay. <sighs> or, eh. Oh well. If we suddenly stop updating, it's because Mike Pence personally came and sent us to conversion camp. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jack- oh man, we went there real quick, didn't Jack- we? Yeah, getting, getting Got, get it out of the way, man. Jackbooted okay. stormtroopers at your front door. Yeah, it'll be great. No, um, on the bright. I'm pricing shotgun. <laughs> On the bright side, it's not a joke. Buy a shotgun. Yeah, buy a shotgun. Mm. I live in Alabama, so it's easy to get, you know, several shotguns. The uh, one beautiful mm-hmm. thing of the of the deep South is uh, easy restrictions on handgun purchases. So you know, whatever. Uh, I live in Florida, so it's very easy to get any gun I could possibly drink. Oh, that's true. You can like hook yourself up with some sort of fucking AK forty seven, bruh. This yeah. is a really <laughs> wild start. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and. Mm. It's okay. Anyway. We need to we need to get all the evil out right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because hey, on the bright side, I know this is not even remotely tabletop related, but college football's been fucking awesome this season. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like yesterday, like in the wake of all this fucked up election bullshit, yesterday, you know, I'm in Alabama, so of course I, I have a brain. I root for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday we're, we're number one in the nation if you don't follow football why don't you but if you don't follow football we're number one in the nation uh clemson was number two michigan no wait michigan was number two clemson was number three washington was number four yesterday every single other team in the top four except for alabama lost to an unranked team with two weeks left in the season. So nobody knows what the fuck is going to go on with the college p- football playoffs now. And honestly, Great. this is the best fucking season of my life, even if Donald Trump is president. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to Big Gay Nerds, your source for college football news and immediate escalations to militant Bolshevism. <laughs> we talk anyway, about RPG. So- I don't know what a tanky is, but it sounds fun. Okay, so, so, in things that the NSA isn't going to care about, um, we just played a session, well, kind of two half sessions, of Monster Hearts, and what did everyone think of that? I love Monster Hearts, guys. This is my first Monster Hearts game, and so far I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Do you, do you like the, uh... But like character, it's it's really more about like character interaction than it is about like combat yeah. and stuff. So like, is is that kind of what makes it fun for you? Yeah. Well, for me, like I'm always someone who's had kind of a difficulty like getting a bead on like playing actual characters, mm-hmm. and it's always been easier for me to sort of like I'm going to invent some bullshit based on like <laughs> the established class archetypes. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like giving me a crutch to get over that kind of hump. Or it's like, hey, these established character archetypes are just, like, types of people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good, it's a good way to start. You don't have to 
It's not like something real generic where you're sort of just lost for a while until you like come up with your own concept. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that it, it Monster Hearts is great for kind of throwing together a game really quickly, at least I think, mm -hmm. because they do... I mean, you could make it more in-depth for sure. Like, you could get really crazy deep with these characters, but I do appreciate... <coughs> Crap, hold on. <coughs> I'm dying! Uh, oh, I, die. I, I do appreciate... Rude. I know, right? I do appreciate that they give you kind of a character creation cheat sheet where they're like, pick these aspects of a character... Uh, yeah. and then roll with that because it kind of it makes it easy for Monster Hearts to be very like pick up and play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I I really like that about the system. Um, mm -hmm. And what for what I've seen so far of its successor, it seems like it only makes that even more so. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but um, <laughs> let me think. Um, out of the specific stuff we did, what? What would you say were the highlights for you? That ending, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me not to say that ending, though. And part of that is also because of the whole, uh, I guess, multi like thread of scenes that kind of led up to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's, I feel like once we got past like some of the day one school stuff and we both like, <coughs> all, we all got our inner elements a bit more, like yeah. the the party things just they kind of kept on coming and it felt all like really natural and you kind of like. I don't know, it just cascaded very well, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, yeah, one thing leading into another. I did have, like, some backup stuff in mind for, like, okay, if these guys stop just providing their own problems, <laughs> I have these new outside problems I can bring in, but that didn't happen <laughs> in the end. <laughs> uh, we, make, we make plenty of our own trauma, as they say. <laughs> uh, I did love the escalation of the party, where it kind of goes already from, like, beginning with the tension, with the whole, like, you stole some fucking shit to get in, to just, like, from yeah. there, like, all your standard movie drama, plus vampires, and weird people stealing <laughs> family photos, uh, and yeah. the devil. And vampires stealing blood. <laughs> There's a whole lot of stealing in general. And the devil. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and the devil stealing stealing Mark's new boyfriend. No! <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, that, that's gonna be fun. Mark's gonna be like very like usually he doesn't have to think about what he's gonna do because mm -hmm. it always works out anyway. But now it's like hmm. you know, Mike seems nice, but he doesn't want to like damn his soul for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if he does, but if he doesn't, who knows what old Nick's gonna do? Right. So. Yeah. No, but he's hot. But I want to keep this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. That reminds me. What day was the party on? Like, when's the nearest Sunday? When's mass? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> it was on Friday night. Okay, so we got a couple days to. You you have literally twenty four hours to consider your decision. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. <sighs> Um, this is going to be a fun confessional. <laughs> Father, please forgive me. I, uh, I've confessed many sins. On Friday, I promised my boyfriend's soul to the literal devil. And then the, the priest on the other side of the screen is like, son, there are a lot of things we've got to talk about in this. Uh, <laughs> First, I have to make sure you're not just doing an elaborate Netflix original daredevil joke. <laughs> Oh my 
shame about that show. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that... The fact that everyone's fair part was the ending, I feel, is a good sign that I was able to just keep things getting progressively better slash worse. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, 100%. Um, very I much think so. that as a game master... One of my kind of foibles that I have to deal with mm -hmm. is that I'm sometimes not quite proactive enough at just throwing shit <laughs> at the PCs. Right. And Monster Hearts is a game that really heavily incentivizes <laughs> that. Right. So I think that it that's one of the reasons I like it so much, is that it makes me a better GM mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, like, in fairness, um, with the whole... That, that was very much, like, kind of a... I, not the... That's a good word for it, like a set piece kind of encounter. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like everything's kind of in this enclosed location. And generally when it comes to like the kinds of shows and books and what all that Monster Hearts is kind of based on, it makes sense that the place where all the shit just starts happening is in these set pieces. Because a lot of how that kind of media is designed, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like plot stuff happens. In shows like that, plot stuff happens like when everybody's kind of around and all the small personal interactions are kind of off to the side. So, yeah, I mean, it made total sense. And, I mean, I'm, I yeah. love it. I love the setup so far. Yeah. I also really like how none of you have really been interacting with each other, but at the same time, you're all really tangled up in each other's business. And we're all very aware. Uh -huh. We're all very aware of each other, which I think is kind of neat because it's just, like, three weirdos who don't really know each other, but kind of all acknowledged that the other that the other two are just like, uh, who the fuck are you? You know? <laughs> kind of like, I, gotta, I have to we, keep an eye on your shit kind of thing. <laughs> when we inevitably do interact, it's going to feel a lot more organic than just sort of like, five adventurers meet in the tavern. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Also, um, as the GM, one of the uh, rules mm. set up is that I'm not supposed to, like, kind of draw back the curtain too much and show the mechanics of it mm -hmm. but just because i wanted to um lay out some things that might have had some listeners scratching their heads um there were a couple cases where someone rolled and it was okay nothing happens yet oh yeah but those did come into play later like for example um chris backstabbing uh mark the way he did was because Mark kind of fumbled that initial uh, manipulate NPC role when he was trying to get oh. him to use his car. Oh. And Dude, so, that didn't even occur to me. So Yeah. I thought he was um, just a dick. No, it's because I was looking at the role and I was like, hmm, you know, I want him to be able to do this. So instead of just shutting it down and saying that the bad thing that happens is that, say, uh, Chris says no, and also he thinks you're a jerk or something like that. The thing that happened was that Chris went along with that, but he became a liability instead of an asset. Uh, Chris says yes, but also thinks you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite things about both all, like Monster Hearts and also like a lot of the uh, world kind of adjacent systems is that much more so than like like very classic tabletop RPGs are very much either you succeed or you fail. A lot mm -hmm. of times in world games, it's very much you succeed or you fail or you succeed, but the cost of your success will become apparent to you at some point later. And it yeah. makes a lot of very organic drama that you don't have to like pre-prepare for. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. It's a very improv-driven game that I think is able to 
really uh, get you to improv. It's mm-hmm. it's not just it is kind of throwing you into the deep end, but it you've got these water wings on. Yeah. So. Yeah, it it kind of the way it's set up kind of helped facilitate uh, improv. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of it yeah. gives you little cheat sheets to work from because like well you've got these these kind of parameters that you need to fill for X or Y to happen. So, so long as you do that, then you're kind of making progress no matter what you do. So even if you aren't yeah. great at, like, character interaction improv, it'll still work out in the end, usually. So, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's kind of like how with the highlighted stats, you can fail roll and it'll still be good for you because you get experience out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I had sort of been crossing my fingers that I would have been able to like, <laughs> feed enough experience into you guys to get an advance in the first session. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen, ah. but I'm looking forward to when it happens. Because mm-hmm. I think we have all agreed we want to return to this. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, very yeah. much so. Yeah, absolutely. I have to know what happens. I would be yeah, interested exactly. if that's sort of... Uh, like, obviously not to get too meta into like campaign talk or show talk, but like if that's a... like. <laughs> If we have a lot of like smaller one shots like the one we're planning, which the listener will hear about soon, <laughs> yeah. um, but then they're sort of uh, like refrained by kind of returns to a mainline mm-hmm. campaign, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like whether or not Monster Hearts is our sort of forever mainline, at least for the time being, it'll I know it'll be fun to return to after some of our more uh, curious one shots. Yeah, I think I think this would be a good sort of like big one to do. For like one season, yeah, yeah. Because it, I was it, too. it has that like mechanic built in, which is great. And yeah, then I... <laughs> maybe something else big for a, like a while. Maybe um, Monster Hearts season two mm-hmm. would be with Monster Hearts two. Ooh, oh. and that brings us around to the topic that Monster Hearts two is up on Kickstarter by, uh, it's under uh, Avery Alder. I think I got her last name wrong the first time. I apologize for that. It has 17 days to go, and they've already reached about a quadruple wow. the minimum funding, so that is great. I wasn't aware that Monster it's... Hearts was so popular, honestly. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. I definitely, um, I see stuff for it now and then when I go sort of snooping around it, Apocalypse World, and I think maybe even more so than the other two, Dungeon World, are pretty big. But out of the world derivative systems, that is. the Powered by the Apocalypse games. No, I didn't, mm-hmm. no, I didn't even know anything about uh, Dungeon World. Is that just kind of like the D&D alternative to... Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um. It's, um, I've played it. I like it. I think it has some flaws in that it kind of tries to really meet in the middle between Apocalypse World and D&D mm-hmm. and it had, that leads to some kind of like sort of awkward vestigial limbs as it were <laughs> rules wise mm-hmm. but right. um, I think it's still a fun game okay. and maybe we could play it sometime on this podcast yeah 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 but yeah but, um, so what all changes have been since they've hit four times the number of or they've hit four times their goal almost at this point um what all are they getting? Do does anybody have that up on their screen, or do we know? Yeah, what? I've um, got it up right now. Oh, good. I believe the extensions of the stretch goal are related to. Uh, they're doing this thing where uh, Avery is she's hiring uh, uh, lots of side authors mm-hmm. 
to sort of make uh, setting guides for lots of fictional small towns. Um, and that's been, like, as far as I can tell, like, the broad expanse of what the stretch goals are going towards. Right. Because otherwise the base goal is just for a rework of Monster Hearts 2. Mm -hmm. um, I know on the Kickstarter there's a sort of demo sheet of that up with uh, some of the classes have been changed substantially. Uh, one of them was removed yeah. to streamline yeah. process a bit. And there's basically a lot of things that go towards uh, streamlining the game. I also know yeah. that um, some of the other sort of, not expansions, but sort of related texts that Avery has written about Monster Hearts, like Safety Hearts and whatnot, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is sort of about uh, boundaries and uh, exploring those within the context of Monster Hearts. Because like, even though we're playing as a bunch of college kids, it's supposed to be a game about like teen sexuality and queerness mm -hmm. in that sort of very Persona 4-esque kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And that tends to broach on being a bit darker. And it's a lot about, like, the exploration of boundaries, from what I've been able to read up. So, yeah. like, she's including a lot of that, and it's going to be, like, a more robust book, but the game itself is going to be streamlined, and a lot of its rule sets, like uh, strings and whatnot, are getting more explicit kind of uh, oh, instructions okay. as to how they work. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, also... On the FAQ, I found a little follow-up because the character that had been removed uh, was the Chosen. Right. Which uh, Sarah had played before and I think is a pretty fun character and who represents a pretty <clears throat> common archetype in young adult supernatural fiction. Yeah. So I didn't really get it at first, um, but she has a pretty good explanation that I'll just read right here. Um, the Chosen has been removed from the core book, but will continue to be disported as an optionally included character, oh, just like the Serpentine and potentially others. The Chosen was removed from the core book because it presents some perennial issues in terms of tone, spotlight, and metaplot. It's a great skin in a lot of ways, but it dramatically shifts the way the game gets played, which I think is great as an option that people can sign on for. But my intent with the core book selection is that the combinations be chosen to work well together, and the Chosen sticks out as more of a sometimes flavor. Okay. Okay, I get yeah, that. So that that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So I thought the complete yeah. removal of the Chosen was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Because... It's a lot like... Oh, sorry. No, continue. it's okay. Um, because I I like the rules that the the Chosen kind of in, in, like puts over the whole game, but I get how that could kind of screw up a game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a lot like the, the Hard Holder in Apocalypse World. Or it's yeah, like, yeah. You, if, you, if a player in an Apocalypse World session picks the Hard Holder, which is basically like a class that <clears> has a, a plot of land or a city or a fort or something like that, mm -hmm. it completely changes the way in which the, the game master has to actually kind of like shape the narrative. Yeah. Yeah, because it means every, it means you're not going to have a big old like globetrotting game. Mm -hmm. It's going to be focused on the settlement. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I feel that for sure. Um... But I really, I'm really, really excited because they have hit their goal in such a dramatic way. I am so excited for the town mechanic. I just, I'm, yeah, I'm like giddy with excitement for the town mechanic because um, I love a good, well thought out setting, like a, an area mm -hmm. that just has all of its little nooks and crannies kind of considered. Um, yeah. Because I love Deadly Premonition, and, <laughs> you know, uh, I love a town. I love a good, weird town in a story, you know? Um, yeah. Just because it never, it never really stops being, like, a compelling kind of plot hook. Like, if your town can yeah. be, like, a character, then you've really got... You, you kind of never really run out of things to do. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm, and, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Monstars is sort of set up in such a way that that thing, by default, it was more something <laughs> that the players kind of devised mm-hmm. instead of something you get from the book. But I still, it's a really good idea to have those uh, sample ones in the book. Um, just to help people get started or for people who are not used to improv or at least not used to improving beyond their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really useful. And again, it kind of helps with uh, what I was saying, what makes Monster Heart so appealing to me anyways, is that it does kind of help with the whole just like pick up and play aspect where you can just pick a setting, pick some characters and their traits and just go. Um, right. I just think I like systems like that a lot. Where, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's weird because GURPS is my favorite system. Uh, or <laughs> one of them, anyways. Like, that's really weird because GURPS is the antithesis of a pick up and play game. GURPS requires yeah. six years of pre planning before you actually play the fucking game. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, I just like little quick, I love little quick systems like this because uh, we're all grown ups now. And so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You want to be able to just get to the fun part. I mean, and the character, not that the character and the world creation isn't fun. I mean, that's one of the most fun right. parts. But you want to play, too, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm excited for the town mechanic. I just think, you know, gosh. I'm excited for Monster Hearts, too, just because I like the, the system. I need to actually go donate to the damn campaign, though. I'm just so cheap. Yeah. Uh. There is, um... They actually even have uh, discounted uh, versions of backer goals for queer teens and folks living in poverty. Really? So. That's good for them. Good for them. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that I'm living in par- poverty. I'm just cheap. <laughs> I'm just a cheap, cheap person. So, you know, I probably could afford it. So, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah. but so, what's, so what's up on the, the agenda now? Uh, well... Uh, as we'll be covering in our next little mini-sode, I guess, um, we're going to be moving on to another system and another Game Master. And it's not one of the people you're listening to here. Ooh. It is a new old friend who we're bringing onto the show, and I think you're going to like what he's got to offer. Um, so, before we move on to that, any last thoughts feelings about monster hearts can't wait to come back to it Mm -hmm. yeah all right cool well we'll see you guys on the flip side